This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, usually on a Monday, we can look back on a, an exciting weekend of soccer. This week, we can just look back. There was It was a strange weekend. Some very poor performances from some very good teams. Spurs would be notable, losing 2-1 home to Newcastle. But to discuss it all, uh, we're joined now by John Giles and Liam Brady. Liam, you went to a match in London. You went to see Chelsea-Manchester United on Saturday, in the end, Casemiro got an equaliser in overtime in the 90th minute. But in your view, it wasn't a great game. No, I was disappointed. I was I was really looking forward to it, Eamon. You know, going as a neutral. Yeah. Uh, the amount of money that's been spent on these, both these teams and the the you know the star players supposedly on show. I was very disappointed with what I watched. I know the conditions got. Very bad in the second half, the wind and the rain and things like that. But in the first half, um, you know, Chelsea were kind of passive aim. They didn't, yes. didn't go for Manchester United. I expected them, you know, Chelsea being on a good run, I expected them to, uh, to play much better than they did. I was disappointed when I came out from, from what I'd seen, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, John, John and I were talking during the match, Liam, that John, United were much the better team in the first half, I thought. But then when you look at Chelsea, they have Aubameyang who has form and they have Raheem Sterling now up front. It's it's quite difficult for Graham Potter, the new Chelsea manager, with those two in particular in the team. Uh, we watched the match and you thought United were by far the better team, but I wouldn't disagree with him about the overall quality of the game, would you? No, you'd expect more, Eamon. Yeah. You know, but... Uh... Uh, first of all, Chelsea. I mean, Graham Potter, new manager. I mean, it's going to take him a bit of time. Yes, I think to to sort out that team and what's his best team. He's a lot of a lot of talented players, uh, but you've got to get a team, and he hasn't got that yet. So it's going to take him a bit of time to do so. Uh, from Manchester United's point of view, I think it was fairly good teamwork in relation to what they have been doing. I think he's trying to get it. I mean, he's a harder job, I think, getting a team together. Uh, they look more like a team in the game without being very good or the match being very yeah. good. You'd, you'd expect more from it. 
But uh, for, I think for different reasons, Chelsea for different reasons, Potter trying to get it, what is his best team, and also the Manchester United manager trying to sort out the problems there. As we know, they had Ronaldo again uh, from the previous week and that. So, um, But I'd say the overall match standard was disappointing. Yeah, Liam, uh, looking at the United team, Sancho, who was a big money signing, a player we heard a lot about, an English player who went to Germany, seemed to have his own mind, came back and scored a very important goal for, um, you know, I think it was against Liverpool. He was taken off after 52 minutes and he hasn't really been consistently in the team. Rashford again, subbed, um, not quite doing it. So, you know, it's, I think he's put well, United, a United, United's three forwards, I mean, were poor on the day. You know, Jaden yeah. Sancho, Marcus Rashford, and this lad Anthony that's come from Ajax. Yeah. spent a lot of money. Like, he, he, he faded badly. He started off not bad, but he faded badly. Uh, Rashford and Sancho, I, I don't think they're the most intelligent players, I have to say. You know, yeah. with football intelligence, I mean, uh, they didn't link up together, you know. Uh, Sancho hardly troubled Chelsea defence so uh, you know that's that's one of the things I was looking forward to all these guys are supposedly exciting players cost a lot of money uh, and I was let down by, by the best player on the park was Ericsson I thought and you know yeah. the fourth half anyway yeah. and I think the conditions didn't help him in the second half but he was he was uh, the best passer of the ball out there um, so, so many of the midfield passes go backwards and sideways now. Yeah. And I was talking to John last night about it. And, you know, I don't know, John came up with a thing that the players might be interested in their stats, you know, not giving the ball away because they don't really risk anything anymore, you know, yeah. midfield players. Yeah, John, there's a lot of that around. Jorginho in particular, now he scored a penalty which gave Chelsea a lead with three minutes to go. But he's a great man for the square pass. And as Liam says, a lot of players are doing that. And the game is, for many people, it's almost governed by statistics. It's how they judge everything, including managers and coaches. Yeah, that's well, that's the unfortunate part of it. I mean, and I think it gets to the players. Uh, you know, there's a thing, apparently, with the coaches that, say, a midfield player has to get into the opponent's box uh, at, say seven or eight times in the game. Yeah, you know. Now, <laughs> well, I was saying the midfield are good in seven or eight times a season. <laughs> well, I mean, as we know, I mean, I mean, sometimes in matches, a midfield player can get into the box eight times or nine times if it's on. There's some matches you can't get in at all. Yeah. But I mean, if you if you have the, the coach or the manager saying, "Well, I want you to go into the box, say six times, eight times in the match," uh, the fullback's on the ball, he's in trouble. And the midfield player runs into the box to get his stats right. <laughs> you know, it becomes crazy stuff. And, yeah. and I think it has affected the game that keeping possession of the ball, you know, completes it passes. You know, like the, yep. uh, I was saying to Liam last night when I was a youngster coming into the Manchester United, Jimmy Morphy, who you knew, knew yeah. well, was a great coach. He said, John, when you get on the ball, the first thing you look for, can you put somebody through? Yeah. You know, can you yeah. put it through past? Yeah. If you can't, then obviously you do something else. But I think the, the first thing that players are looking for now, a lot of them midfield, yes. not to give the ball away. So they get the ball in the middle of the field and they give it back to the fullback. And yep. you see it in a lot of matches. And you get up near the box, right, in the pass, and next thing, you're actually got sometimes going back to the goalkeeper. Yeah. 
you know, and I think the stats have a lot to lot to do with that for players. I think maybe the coaches take uh, plenty of notice of it when they shouldn't do, uh, and certainly the, uh, the 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 press. You see stats every 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 week, Eamon, and I think it's got into the game. Yeah, there are companies now that will provide stats for you. That that's all they do. They provide yeah. statistics on every game and on every facet of the game. Corner kicks, throw-ins, tackles, assists, uh, and all of that. Liam, there was a big row on television. It was funny, actually, between Roy Keane and Gary Neville. Uh, poor old Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who I think is a really good analyst and a really articulate analyst. He was just sitting there. They were f- arguing about Ronaldo. And uh, Keane was saying he's a great player. He shouldn't be subjected to the treatment he's getting from Ten Hag, whereas Gary Neville was saying Ten Hag is right, every player has to be treated the same, and if Ronaldo isn't put on as a sub and walks into the dressing room, or if he's taken off and walks into the dressing room, if he disrespects the group ethic, he's subject to punishment like everyone else. I was on Gary Neville's side of the argument, but Roy Keane was fairly furious. He thought that Ronaldo, as a great player, was due more respect. Where are you on that one? Uh, I'd be with Gary Neville. <laughs> I, don't, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't really agree a lot of what Neville says, but uh, in this case, I would have to agree with him. You, it has to, you have to yes. have a, 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 a group standard, as you say. You yes. know, Fergie wouldn't have put up with that, would he? So, no way. You know, I think Ten Hag is right. Roy Keane, I don't know, he's probably remembers his time at uh, at United and he probably thinks, well, you know, I wasn't treated very well by Ferguson in the end and he maybe maybe he's looking back and and and, uh, and linking the two, you know. Uh, yeah. But Ronaldo, we saw what Ronaldo did last week. He, you know, once the subs went on, the fifth sub went on, he got off the bench and he walked into the dressing room. Like, that's, that's no way to behave really, is it? No. Uh, John, whose side would you be on? Gary Neville, who I know you love, or um, Roy Keane, who you really do uh, love. <laughs> well, well, I'm not, I'm not uh, very often on Gary Neville's side, but I'd have to say I would on this in this particular situation. I mean, you know, you, you can't... Uh, I mean, he's been a great player. We know that, uh, Ronaldo. And he should be treated with respect. But, I mean, if the manager wants him to go on as a sub, uh, then... He should go on as a sub. He can't walk into the dressing room. This is the second time he's done that. That's right. Apparently he did it in, in the pre-season match where he walked in and, and cleared off before the, the other players came in. Um, you know, like there's been a lot of great players, Eamon, who uh, have to behave, no matter how great they were or are, in, in a way that's beneficial to the team yeah. and respect for the manager. I don't think any player is entitled, no matter what he's done in the game, to not obey what the manager wants him to go on the sub. You mightn't agree with it, but you've got to go on and do it. Yeah. Uh, so in, in this case, I, I definitely would be on uh, Neville's side. Yeah, me too, for what it's worth. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Now, John, uh, Liverpool away to Nottingham Forest, who are bottom of the league and have had a very, very tough time since they were promoted. They brought in 23 new players once they were promoted in the summer and they've had a hard time. They beat Liverpool 1-0, John. You watched the match, I watched the match. I was very disappointed in Liverpool. Well, yeah, the Forest were very good. You know, I think Steve Cooper, the the manager, as we know, is the manager, um, it's had a very, very tough time this season. Um, a new team promoted. But I must say, on on the weekend, I thought their spirit and their attitude was was, was, was brilliant. And yes. I think it, it's no coincidence that they, they gave him a new three-year contract. You know, yeah. I think that was La- good. They gave it to him last week when they were bottom of the league and he'd had yes. a nightmare start. Yes. But you yep. could see by the when when that, that that I think it's a help to the players, Eamon, yes. to know, you know, like this guy is we haven't done well, uh, and obviously the the morale of Adam, but he's not going to be sacked. He's going to be here for the next three years. Yeah. Right. So we better have a go. I think they had a real go. I thought they they played really 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 well for us. By their effort alone was was terrific. And and to be fair to Liverpool, Eamon, an awful lot of injuries. Yeah, six going into the match. first now, team players. Yeah. To win, they didn't play well. And, but they missed some chances. Forrest missed some chances as well. But when it was Van Dyke more than anybody else that missed the chances for Liverpool. Yeah. But, um, you know, I thought Forrest were really good. I thought Liverpool had an awful lot of injuries going into, into the game. But it was a, it, certainly, it's not, you wouldn't expect Liverpool to lose 
the game. Um, no. But there wasn't much in it. They did have chances, uh, but it was a disappointing result for them, definitely. Yeah, Liam, uh, given your coach, who who did a miracle to get them promoted, because when he went there, they were in the bottom half of the championship. Giving him a new contract when you've had a nightmare start to the season on the bottom of the league, it shows a lot of character, shows the values of the owner to be good. And they were, that was the reason, although I like Liverpool to win games because I'm a fan, I was really pleased that Forrest got the result they got. Uh, and that may turn the, the season around for them. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, great thing to, 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 to beat Liverpool and you can see how happy the fans were and the team spirit of the side as John has mentioned you know um, it is about a confidence in the manager and um, uh, you know a win like that can maybe set them on the way there's, there's going to be plenty of teams and you know, I watched uh, the highlights of Matthew there's going to be plenty of teams in the mix for relegation this year Eamon yeah. you wouldn't know who was going to go you know yeah. uh, Leicester got a great win Wolves look as if they're in trouble uh, but for us beating Liverpool is a huge, huge bonus. Yeah, and uh, just to move on to Arsenal, Liam, away to uh, Southampton, and it's a game, if you're thinking about winning the championship, it's a game you'd want to win. Uh, Shaka gave Arsenal the lead after 11 minutes, but Southampton battled, battled and got their point, and effectively it looked like two points dropped by Arsenal. Oh, definitely, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. you know, Arsenal had the chances to finish the match off in that first half hour. Yeah. Um, Jesus had a couple of great chances. He didn't take them, you know. And then I think Arsenal slipped into the, into a bit of complacency, thinking that Southampton weren't good enough to get a goal and they, they kind of didn't go for the second in the second half and, uh, and they let Southampton gradually creep back into the game and Southampton got a very good goal. It was a good move, good finish from Armstrong. Um, you know, and Arsenal, at the end of that match, must have been saying to themselves, well, how did we drop two points there? You know, yes. it was a bit of complacency, I would have said. Right. Uh, John, Spurs, in the papers yeah. this morning, they're saying that Antonio Conte is under pressure. <laughs> the, fa- the fans <laughs> want him out. They're third in the league. <laughs> they're in the Champions <laughs> League places. But Newcastle... I, I watched the match and I thought Newcastle played. I, Eddie Howe, I think, is a really, really good coach. He's got them into fourth place in the Premier League, John. Now, they, they have been able to spend Saudi money, 200 million of it. But even so, uh, it's a, it's a feat to get there. And Tottenham for the, I've watched Tottenham now the last four weeks and they've been getting progressively worse, John. They look tired, don't have a good shape and they don't actually have quality players. Well, I think uh, Conte has done a remarkable job with what so, he has. And so uh, yeah. still third in the league. Yeah. Uh, and Newcastle were very good. And, and obviously their results have been very good. But I was very, very impressed with them. I think, uh, as you say, Eddie Howe has done a terrific job. Yeah, he did a great them. job at Bournemouth for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's really did his stuff. They were working hard. They were doing all the things that you'd expect the team to do when they had the ball and they didn't have the ball. So... Uh, now I watched the match and, and Spurs I mean it, it was a bad result for Spurs because you would expect them to win but I think Newcastle ups, will upset an awful lot of teams and as far as uh, Conte is concerned I mean in my opinion now I think you agree I think Liam does yeah. as well he's a great coach and yeah. uh, 
You know, he, he spent very, very little money to get them to where they are in relation to where they were when he first came in. Yeah. You know, they haven't spent loads of money. I mean, I think Newcastle's probably spent more money. They have. Than, 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 than Spurs have. So I think he's, he's done a, a remarkable job to get them in the third, the third in, the, in the Premiership. He got them into the Champions League last year uh, without spending money. But, but, but from Newcastle's point of view, I, mean, I think he's done a terrific job. I mean, he's, he's bought some players in. He hasn't spent a fortune, but they, they, they were very good. You know, he's moved, he's moved players around into midfield positions, centre forwards, and, and he's bought well. So he's done a terrific job. I thought it was a really, really top class game that Newcastle deserved to win. Yeah, and he, he moved Dyer into the back four, which might get Dyer a trip to the World Cup in the England back four. Liam, Newcastle, this thing about Eddie Howe, Liam. Bournemouth were in an administration. They were bottom of um, the fourth division. He stayed with them for 10 years. He didn't do a runner when they were in trouble. And he stuck there for 10 years, got them into the Premier League, kept them in the Premier League. The, the ground holds 12,000 at Bournemouth. I've played there many times myself. You've probably never even seen it because you were at a level of the game uh, that didn't involve going to Bournemouth. He's done a fantastic job. What I want to ask you is, uh, uh, particularly because you've been in the game more recently than John or I, is there a thing against English coaches? Isn't it mad that Manchester United, Spurs, all these clubs never really went for Eddie Howe, never considered him? No, they're probably kicking themselves now, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, uh, because, uh, as you say, not only did he do a great job at Bournemouth, but he also did a, a brilliant job at Newcastle since he got there. Like yes. When he took over, they were bottom of the league, weren't they? Yeah. Kept him up, uh, which is a miracle. Yeah, he bought, he bought wisely. He bought, uh, you know, players that, uh, he knew well himself, you know, from being in the, being in and around the premiership and knowing the championship as well. Yeah. Um, so he, he, he did a really good job in, in getting him, getting them out of trouble. And this year, uh, okay, he's, he's had, he's had the money to go into the transfer market and again, but he hasn't, he hasn't gone mad with the, with no, the he hasn't. And, and I think he knows exactly what he wants as regards the personnel in this team, how he wants to play and he buys players to suit what he wants exactly, you know. Yeah. He'll be under pressure there. <laughs> I should think, Eamon, to spend money because the Saudi Arabians will want yes. will want the big name signings. You know, uh, I think they'll uh, they'll be they'll be encouraging him. You know, to to go big and try and be bring big names to Newcastle with the money they have. But he's just doing it very very shrewdly, isn't he? And I thought his team were very well organised yesterday, and uh, and they deserve to win, although. I, I I think we we spoke about. It. I thought it was a foul on Loris, the fourth goal. I thought it was obstruction, and um, you know the referee didn't give it. So I think Spurs were a little bit unlucky with that. But all credit to Newcastle and to Eddie Howe. Yeah, I must say I I disagree. I thought I didn't think it was a foul. And I think Wilson, who's a very very good player, who played for Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, if I'm not mistaken. Before he went to Newcastle, I think Eddie Howe sold him to Newcastle. But anyway, John, you saw that incident, John. Was it a foul on the keeper or did the keeper bring it on himself? Well, I thought he brought it on himself, Eamon. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was it's very difficult to 
I can I can understand. I think Liam felt the other way. We spoke last night, and I, I can I can understand both. <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying. To, I'm not trying to get out of no, it. No, it no, no, I know that. It was a difficult one. In in in, if he had gone the other way, I wouldn't have complained about it much. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me ask you about Leeds, John. They, a very important game yesterday against Fulham, who have done really well. There's a, a, a very interesting statistic. When you were at Leeds and Don Revy left and they brought in Brian Clough, it took Brian Clough 44 days to screw the club, to make you all unhappy and to really finish the project that Don Revy had so successfully built and yeah. you had played a great part in. Liz Truss was Prime Minister for 44 days. She screwed England. Uh, and uh, off she went, and nobody's talking to anyone anymore. It's a remarkable coincidence. Yes. Now, I, I don't take any credit for, for... You told me about it. No, the main thing is she comes from Leeds. <laughs> that's right. She should have known. That's, that's, that's what the paper should be. No, it was a bit of a, bit of a joke. She lasted the same as Brian Clough, as we know, came yeah. to Leeds and lasted forty-four days. Yeah. And uh, poor, poor Miss Truss has lasted forty-four days as, as uh, yeah. the prime minister. So a little bit of a little bit of a coincidence, Em. And I don't think there's any relationship between the two of them. <laughs> you never know. Psych I know of. Psychic things happen. Now the the big deal, uh, John, is that Leeds are in the bottom three this morning. Yes. And you don't fancy their coach very much, so this could be curtains for a great club that you were very much a part of making a great club with that great team you had. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad for the supporters, Eamon. I think they're in big trouble. Um, I think the, I think the coach or manager, whatever he is there, is, is, is in big trouble. Um, you know, he, he, he says amazing things, Eamon, you know, like it, that doesn't make sense and what he's going to do and 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 the, the, like he's in he's in trouble now because the crowd have turned on him yeah. in a big way and, yeah. you know and and we've, we've all watched them I thought on Saturday they were really poor yeah and and they look like conceding loads of goals and you know I think his attitude is we're going to attack 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 which is okay if you if you have to which you have to defend as well and that doesn't seem to be the case at Leeds I think the crowd have turned on him as well. Um, but he has said over the weekend that he's 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 very close to the board of directors, uh, and um, they've assured him that there's no way that he's going to be sacked. Yeah, We've I mean, all that before. Yeah, Jesse you know? March is his name. He's an American. Um, who knows uh, what will happen there? But leads are significant. But I was, Liam. We were talking yesterday about the general standard. Now, at the start of the season, when we did our first Premier League podcast or preview of it. I think I was saying this is the best league in the world. The English are always saying it's the best in the world. Everything's the best. But I really felt the Premier League was the best with City and Liverpool in particular, uh, the best league in the world. And we were talking yesterday about the standard, how shocked you were watching the Chelsea Man U game on Saturday and in general uh, about the standard. Well, I don't know whether it's just nostalgia, Eamon, or looking back, you know, but, you know, I remember the, the, the Manchester United of Law and Charlton, you know. Yes, yeah. And even the Chelsea team of, with Peter Osgood and Charlie Cook on, on the wing and things like that. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe it's, it, it's, it's my mind playing tricks with me, but I, 
I, you know, I didn't see any of the players on show that I watched over the weekend uh, that could play yeah. to that standard of those guys I've just mentioned, you know? Yeah. Uh, the game's got very tactical. It's it's uh, it's uh, stop-start. Um, uh, I don't know. The the exciting players don't seem to be around anymore. And uh, I see... I saw Kevin De Bruyne's goal yesterday, which was absolutely magnificent. Although it did take, a, I thought, a little select deflection, but he meant to put it into that top corner. Yeah. You know, when he's on his day, uh, he's a special player. But, you know, we've had discussions about him. He's, and I saw Pep Guardiola say that he hasn't been playing well lately. Uh, but he's one of the players that I would put up there as one of the, as a player can really excite me on his day, you know. Yes. But what I've seen over the weekend... Um, it doesn't compare to to the to the players I've just mentioned, Damon. Yeah, and John, it's an interesting point that Liam makes. I mean, I I actually said at the beginning of, of our, the season, our first and second podcast, that last season was the best season ever in the Premier League, and I I felt that at the time, but I don't. I think it's the World Cl- Cup playing on players' minds. I was watching Harry Kane yesterday, and I think Harry Kane is kind of lost. I think his head's halfway in Qatar already. And I think a lot of the top players are thinking about the World Cup. The World Cup coming in in November, John, and taking up two months virtually between the training camps and the competition itself, coming back to play on Christmas Day or the day after Boxing Day, it really has punched a hole in the season, hasn't it? outrageous aim to have is, a, yeah. a World Cup in the middle of, of, of yeah. everybody's season. It's just yeah. it's just crazy, crazy stuff. Now, I don't know if that is is uh, what Liam's talking about uh, in 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 general. No, and no, I think he's talking about something. Liam is talking about something different. Yeah. I was, I was maybe putting it out there as a reason why this season has been disappointing. There's a kind of shadow. Mm-hmm. It's going to interfere with the Champions League. Every every league in Europe is going to have to pack up at the same time, and players are going to who aren't going to the World Cup are going to be you know hanging around for five or six weeks with nothing to yeah, do. It, no, it's bad. It's bad planning, I mean, it's outrageous yeah. that you have to have a World Cup, especially where it is in the middle of the season. I mean, it yeah. never happened before. It's outrageous. Uh, I think what Liam is saying is that you know he's gone to matches and he's disappointed in in some of the yeah. things that players are doing and they're not like Rob Aston Charlton. But I think what's happened to the game, Eamon, is, is is again possession has become a law unto itself. Yeah. In other words, you keep possession, you keep possession, you keep possession. Well, yeah. You know, when I was a young fella, you know Jimmy Murphy. The first yeah. thing I was told by Jimmy Murphy: get turned around, John. See, can you put somebody through? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you can put, yep. if you can't, you can't. If you put it, sometimes it's worth a fifty-fifty chance of doing it. But you must be, you must be progressive. But what's happening now? You see that there's a lot of passing. I mean, actually, we're playing out from the back now. Yep. is one of the things. But I've seen it sometimes where wingers get the ball, and in 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 our day, you say, right, now you're in a position, you take them on, you take on the fullback. Yeah. But I've seen it loads of times now. The winger pulls out of it, and yep. before you know Checks it, out, yeah. it's nearly back to the goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that wh- happens. That happens regularly. Now, I, I know Liam doesn't want to be sounding like an old timer. I don't want to be sounding an old timer. But that's a fact. Yeah. Possession has become the law. You keep possession of the ball. 
Yeah. Right? I heard Guardiola there last week saying uh, 16 passes. He'd like to see 16 passes before he scored a goal. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with one pass? The two balls to score a goal. No. You know, 16 passes is most, most unusual. And he's not the only one, but, but it becomes, there's a copycat effect in football, I and mean, there always has been. Yes. You know, playing out from the back now, for example. Yeah. Which is, in my opinion, da- really dangerous most of the time to do it. It's become fashionable. That's what you do. Yeah. Right? And keeping possession of the ball is another one. I see Vlad's get in good positions, they stop. And it, again, you think it goes back to their stats. How does the stats come out of it? Oh, the 90% uh, completion pa- completion passes. Well, you would do if you weren't taking a chance sometimes on the pass that really means something. Yes. That's the way I see it. And I think Liam sees it in the same way. And I think you probably see it in the same way. You know? I do. Yeah, Liam, just to finish off, I mean, I think Pep Guardiola's way of playing is is what John is describing, although John is... No, it's not, it's not Pep Guardiola. Um, no, well, he, but he, possession is a big part of City's thing. Yeah, but they yeah, wear yeah, you but down. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's winning matches and winning trophies, doing what he's doing. Um, yeah. He's got good players to do it. I think it's all we're done. Right. But you get the copycat effect where the players who can't do it, and they're, they're, they're trying to be Manchester City, or whatever it is they're doing in the coaching, that the stats are showing, right? Possession of the ball are 90%. 90%, 100% completion is got into the player's head. In other words, a through ball is on, which is 50-50 chance. But pulling out of it and giving it back to the fullback is 100% possession of the right. ball. I think that's affected the game in a big way. Now, I want to ask both of you uh, about Steven Gerrard. Uh, Liam sacked by Aston Villa. Villa go forward and win 4-0 yesterday uh, against Brentford at home. What's your opinion of that? Well, he did a he did a great job at um, Rangers, at Rangers and, yeah. you know, to stop Celtic as he as he did, you know, and then he, he decided that the, the opportunity at Villa was was what he wanted, you know, to start off in the Premiership. I think he's always had his eye on maybe going back to Liverpool as 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 the, as the manager. Yeah, uh, but something John pointed out, and something I agree with as well, he's he's. Even at Rangers and at Villa, he's been openly critical of his players. You yes, know, very, very critical of his players. And he had this bust up with Mings, didn't he? The England defender. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he went public on that as well. I think Took Mings the captaincy of him. Quite a popular lad with uh, with the Villa players and things like that. And I don't know. Maybe there was some kind of friction there between yeah. the Villa players and him because yesterday uh, another coach. Came in and made a couple of changes. The 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 interim coach, uh, but they, they played with uh, they played with real spirit and yeah. real endeavour yesterday, and it was almost like they were glad that they weren't under uh, Steven Gerrard anymore. John, you also didn't think it was the right decision, uh, and to be fair to uh, to Steven Gerrard, I mean, Villa are not. Uh, down with the dead man, but they're they're heading in that direction, or they were before yesterday, uh, heading in that direction. But it, it is short a short amount of time he's had, and he did spend some money, but he didn't spend fortunes. No, he didn't spend a lot of money, Eamon. Um I saw them against Chelsea last week uh, when they were beaten two 0 and I thought they were good. Yeah, I thought they were going in the right direction. Um, uh, but probably we don't we don't know because we're guessing now what happened in the inside. But I think 
my, my theory on it would be, Eamon, that he was very, very hard on the players. Yes. You know, very as the, hard. As Liam was saying, yeah. Yeah, you know, very hard on them in, in the draft and, and publicly, you know, which is, which yes. is I think it's a, a no-go no no. area at yeah. all. I think a manager should keep these, these opinions to himself with his players. But the likes of Mings and things, and I think probably in the dressing room, I'm only guessing now, very, very hard on them. Yep. You know, really hard on them. And, 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 and sometimes you can be, you can be too hard. Because the likes of Mings and, and the other lad, Watkins, are, are good players. Yeah. Watkins in particular. Yeah, very Wat, good. Wat, yeah. Wat, Watkins always looks scared to me on the pitch. Yes. You know, like, like a manager can give somebody a telling off, as we know, but, but don't, don't kill them. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, don't overdo it because they're going out to play for you the next week again. And that's only my, my theory because I don't really know. But I'd say there, there, there might have been relief from the players and yesterday is, is it, it could be a very good example to say, right, this is what we're going to do. This is what, what this right. is what I'm going to do. That's what it looks, that's what it looks like, Eamon, you know? Yep. Okay, John and Liam, we're very grateful to you. As always, that's John Giles and uh, Liam Brady. And we're grateful to two great players, two great judges. And thanks to them. Thanks to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.